0: FIFA World Cup this morning, Brazil 4-1 over South Korea, all four goals for the Brazilians coming in the first half and they held up a, a big Pelé banner post-game, so a lot of emotion around that. And Croatia go through winning their penalty shootout against Japan, so it means Morocco and Spain, Portugal and Switzerland still to come in the round of 16. Doing a stellar job as part of SBS's coverage of the World Cup is Richard Bayless, who's joined us before on the program. Rich is back again. Good morning to you, Rich. Good morning, Matty. Hey, great to uh, have another chat with you after another extraordinary morning. What did you make first up of Brazil over South Korea? And the talk around, look, the celebrations as they they were scoring essentially at will in the first half, the celebrations ongoing as the match was ongoing being seen as Mm -hmm. a little bit disrespectful.
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of different aspects to this. I mean, first of all, you know, the tournament favourites, I think for a lot of people in the group stage are wondering, well, what's all the fuss about? Because they weren't doing it overly easily. They got through the group without really breaking a sweat. First half an hour, I mean, 35 minutes in, they were 4-0 up, and it could have been 7 or 8. They were phenomenal. They were scoring goals, which... You know, I think all of us growing up watching Brazil was become accustomed to, and I think for a lot of people would have been a realisation of, oh, God, this team is very, very good and they can be a lot better. But they did, you're right, they celebrated in a way which, you know, we've seen from Brazilian sides before, and but maybe we don't see it from many other nations. The reality is the reason they were celebrating like that, one of their players, Vinicius Junior, was celebrating in Spain. You know, he plays for Real Madrid. He's a great young talent. He was dancing a lot. And a lot of the press in Spain would say, you know, we're not being racist, but you shouldn't do that here. And it was sort of tied up in a very, you know, racial undertone. So Brazil as a unit have got together and said, you know what? We not only are going to dance uh, to support Vinicius, but we're also going to celebrate our goals because we're Brazil and we love what we do. So it's interesting, maybe without that context, I can understand people mm. thinking it's a bit showboaty, But to be honest, I think there's a there's a greater unity to this group, which should share, well, probably scare the rest of its tournament that they can do that on the pitch and then they can celebrate in a way which shows that they're they're a unit as well.
0: Yeah, no, well done, mate. When you put it into context, you you start to get. The perception versus the reality, the the emotion mm. around Pele. Obviously, we're seeing the signs, and you know the the um, the outpouring of emotion admitted to hospital hospital on Saturday. The players come out afterwards with a with a big banner as well, and and this will be something that continues as long as Brazil are in the tournament.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if you think about the impact that Pele's had, not only on Brazil, not only on. You know, football, but global football. For him to be so sick during a tournament like this, it's in a sort of perverse way, it's kind of fitting. I mean, this is a guy that won three tournaments for Brazil, their first three. You know, he's still their record goal scorer, has scored over 1,200 goals. And for him to be sick at the moment, you know, the outpouring of emotion that comes with it, you can understand, really. I mean, there were rumours over the weekend that he was in palliative care and maybe wouldn't have long left. Now, that's since been kind of quashed, and he's come out and said, no, I'm okay, I'm in hospital, but I'll I'll get through it. But you can see, you know, holding up banners, people in the crowd showing their emotion. If Brazil were to go on and win a sixth title, there's no doubt they would dedicate this one to him uh, because what he means to not only Brazil but global football is, is immense and immeasurable. So, yeah, it just gives them that extra little bit of motivation, doesn't it, for a team which probably doesn't need it, but they'll be very hard to stop as a result.
0: With Morocco, Spain and then Portugal, Switzerland still to come and Croatia getting through this morning, where do you sit Brazil? Do do they remain favourites and especially what they did in that first half against South Africa? Or do we have to wait and see by the end of the quarterfinals?
1: Yeah, I would put them at the top. I mean, to me, they were the top coming in. And I think, you know, they haven't really been amazing in terms of goal scoring, and I think that's what you look for from a Brazil team. The scary thing is, until today, there'd only been one shot on target against them in the whole tournament. And it was only after they took their foot off the gas really against South Korea that they actually started to concede a few opportunities. So um, I think they're at the very top. I don't think any other side has been at their absolute best. I think in terms of depth, you know, maybe... England are the ones that are in the best condition physically. Um, but England, France, Argentina, Brazil, I think anyone outside of that four to win it would probably be a shock to this point. But as we're seeing in the round of 16, actually, the shocks have kind of dissipated a bit. I mean, we saw quite a few in the group stage, which were awesome, but now we're not really getting them. You tend to see the a World Cup, the cream rising to the top. You know, Portugal and Spain on paper in logic would probably go through tomorrow as well to make it the eight big hitters in the quarterfinals.
0: Yeah, it's it's extraordinary. How are you going, mate? Are you getting sleepy? Are you, are you getting through? I know these things can be... <laughs> long, I mean, they're awesome to work on, but they can be long, hard adventures as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I mean, if you, you you're probably not safe to drive a motor vehicle, but you're okay to be on live TV talking to the nation. So it's a, it's a bit of a challenge. But um, you know, when you're getting plenty of goals and plenty of excitement, it certainly makes up for it. And when you're sitting next to Mark Bosnich as well, he always keeps you on your toes. So you've got no option but to get through it.
0: <laughs> yeah, if one person's going to keep you awake, it's it's Bosnich. Just a final one. So so <laughs> look. You know, the dust is settling and we know that. Players are starting to come back and go back to their respective clubs. Um, Graham Arnold's future is going to be a massive talking point until it, is, until it is done, right? So how long do you think we have to wait here? What, what does Football Australia do next? Do they, do they just give it a grace period or do they need to move quickly, do you reckon, in your opinion?
1: I reckon you'll see some sort of statement
0: soon. And whether that's just a statement of
1: intent or an acknowledgement that, hey, this has been a great tournament and we want to plan for the future, not just around Arnie's future, but also just in, well, what do we do next? I mean, how do we campaign governments for more money. What what's our plan from here? What's the big bold strategy to not only get to the round of sixteen, but you know, we want to win this thing in, you know, twenty years time. That's what France and Germany and all the big nations do. They plan ahead to say we want to win by this point. So, you know, you do want to see a statement sooner rather than later. I think in terms of Arnie, he's earned the right, I would think, in my opinion, to to be given an extension if he wants to stay on. I'm not totally sure if he if he does, you know, he's been involved as a coach and a player for a long time. He might say, you know what, this is as good as it gets, I'll I'll move on and do something else. But I would think, just given the groundswell of support around the team uh, at the moment, I think the more statements that can be made and then keeping them in the public consciousness as much as possible at the moment can only benefit them. So, yeah, hopefully we see something soon. And, and for Arnie, he needs to be rewarded for what was a remarkable effort.
0: Yeah, 100%. Good on you, mate. Appreciate your time again this morning. Cheers, Maddie. All the best. Richard Bayless there, SPS full coverage, of course, continues right throughout the World Cup. It's been absolutely outstanding. So another early start tomorrow, 2 a.m., Morocco, Spain, then 6 a.m., Portugal v. Switzerland. Earlier this morning, Croatia beat Japan, 3-1 on penalty shootout after a one-all draw at the end of regular time and Brazil 4 over South Korea 1. So a few more spots to be decided for the quarterfinals. Croatia will take on Brazil, Netherlands against Argentina. They're the Saturday morning matches and then Sunday morning the one to be decided out of tomorrow's round of 16 and then the 6am match will be the blockbuster England v France on Sunday morning. 0457 736 736 is my text line or give me a call 1300 01 1170